Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, welcome to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, we have a, a great show for you today. Actually, the, the start of a series of intriguing shows, if you will. Uh, as most of you probably know, uh, here at Business West, we have a program we call 40 Under 40. Uh, I don't think I need to explain it any more than that. Uh, this is recognition of uh, outstanding individuals under the age of 40 in our region. Uh, we identify 40 of them. Uh, hence the name of the program. We've been doing this for, I think, believe this is our 15th year now, 14th or 15th year. Uh, the 40 Under 40 will be introduced in, in this week's edition of the magazine. And I'm going to, over the next several weeks, uh, be bringing some of our honorees uh, onto the podcast to tell their stories, help share them with you. I'm, I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to be terrific. And uh, we have a, a great start to this program. We have with us today Dr. Jessica Bossy. Uh, she is the primary care doctor for the homeless for a program called Health Services for the Homeless in this region. Good morning, Jessica. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it, it is my pleasure. Like I said, congratulations again, not just on being one of our 40 under 40 this year, but uh, being the... Uh, high scorer, if you will, the highest scorer among our judges. Your story really impressed our five judges, and well, it should. Um, you're providing uh, unique services to the homeless in this region, and it's not just what you're providing, but but how you do it. It's kind of an old-fashioned blend of uh, the doctor going to the patient and the patient coming to the doctor uh, and going out to, to treat these people where they are. Start by telling us a, a little bit about uh, health services for the homeless um, quickly. And now I want to quickly get into how you came to to be working for them and doing what you're doing. Uh, that's an inspiring story, Jeff. So, Well, health services for the homeless has been around for many years. Um, it initially uh, started through Mercy Hospital and has grown since that time. Um, it's now run by out of really the city of Springfield. And uh, we are a very small group of about seven total staff is tasked to take care of all of the houseless populations of the Pioneer Valley and really most of Western Mass. So um, I would say that is sort of an expanded population. It's not only the houseless, but um, after we do house the patients, uh, which we're pretty successful at, uh, we need to maintain our ability to care for them as generally these are patients who uh, are not able to utilize the traditional healthcare system in this region, which is a patient-driven system. Interesting. So again, tell us about you and how you came to, to work for them. Uh, well, uh, I'm originally from Oregon and I came to Massachusetts for medical school. Um, I went to Boston University School of Medicine, which um, helps to house one of the best homeless healthcare organizations in the country, which is um, Healthcare for the Homeless in Boston. I, at that time, had a lot of exposure to treating the homeless and um, 
I have a personal story. What my uh, close, one of my close family members has struggled with both addiction and homelessness um, during my lifetime. And I had never seen the kind of health delivery system um, applied for her that I found when I came to Boston. Um, so that was sort of this remarkable discovery that medicine could be done in a different way. I basically ended up going into this field for that reason. Um, I also found that I was especially, especially sort of adept at providing care to this population because I was able to understand the how they sort of got to where they are today a little better than some other providers. Okay. So talk a little bit about the homeless population in this region. Uh, talk about how big it is. I think those numbers would probably surprise and alarm some people. Uh, talk about where they are, probably everywhere in this region, but especially the larger cities. And then quickly segue into how we provide health care for a population that like you said, probably doesn't have a primary care physician, probably in very few cases does, and probably can only resort to using the emergency room, something that the healthcare system doesn't want these people to do. So start with the population itself. Yeah, so um, homelessness is something that affects every uh, you know city, town in this country, um, I'm sure in the world, really, um, in varying degrees. Um, Massachusetts is particularly, we, we have a larger population of the homeless. Um, and one of the reasons for that is that we have an excellent healthcare system. So um, sometimes patients are drawn here from other regions um, because we do provide great um, sort of public health programs in this state. Um, I will say, you know, I'll keep it to the Pioneer Valley. Um, homelessness looks a little different everywhere, um, just even throughout our small valley. The Springfield houses uh, quite a large, uh, you know, number of homeless people, but they also maintain the 24-hour, 365 days a year shelter, um, which shelters hundreds of people, 240 people. Um, the other towns, um, you know, West Springfield has Samaritan Inn, um, the Springfield Rescue Mission, and um, Salvation Army also play a role in um, housing the homeless and the recently sort of incarcerated. Um, the northern cities of Amherst and uh, Northampton um, have actually quite significant homeless populations. Those, two, um, particularly Northampton, is um, pretty open, pretty friendly with homeless people. But um, unfortunately, most of the other shelters in Western Massachusetts are seasonal based. So they're only open from November 1st until April 30th, and then they close. And so all of those patients who are sheltered through the cold months are then um, expected to live outside um, for six months out of the year. So walk us through, if you will, uh, a day in the life or a week in the life. I understand you do different things on different days. You're in different areas in different days. Kind of walk us through how you care for the homeless and, and why it's, it's so difficult to do. Um, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as difficult to do. It's just very different to do. There you um, go. I am located in 
the best place, I guess the best place to care for the homeless or people that are houseless is to go where they utilize the resources. So um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, I am at Friends of the Homeless Shelter, which is in Springfield on Worthington Street. And that is the large, you know, 240 bed um, year round shelter here. And we have a pretty significant clinic, three exam rooms, a dental side. Um, and this area, this office is constantly staffed to help meet the needs of that more larger population. Um, a lot of folks in shelter can't get things like visiting nurses services um, or other home-based health care uh, that you would typically expect. So we provide wound care um, on a daily basis sometimes for these folks and we fill their medication boxes. We sometimes do daily medications for them if needed when they're, you know, in a particular crisis. Um, so we fill that void for these patients. Um, in Northampton, I have a day at the, what they call the drop-in center, which is a location, uh, it's a resource center where homeless street people um, can come in and do their laundry. They can take showers. They can meet with caseworkers. So I have direct interactions with those folks there. Um, and it's a really great way to uh, meet and interface with people who otherwise wouldn't necessarily see a healthcare provider. Um, and we do have a medical office there. We have two medical offices there. Um, that's been a very successful site. Um, and then additionally, because that site's been pretty successful, and we have ended up housing a lot of those patients. Um, I've, I have dedicated uh, half of a day to doing outreach to um, what we call the Maple Street Projects or Street Projects, where I do street-based care. And I go to a particular street in Florence where we are housing a lot of the really complicated patients who, who need um, a lot of support in order to stay housed. Um, and half of a half a day a week, I go to Amherst, which their shelter right now is located mostly out of hotels. So doing a lot of hotel-based care. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about uh, a recent program you've been doing with, with trying to get uh, the homeless vaccinated. Uh, you've had a good deal of success with this. Again, the homeless can't get to most of the places where they would be vaccinated. So you've had to go to them or try and do different uh, strategies. How has that worked? We recognize that pretty early in the game um, that this is a population that utilizes a lot of our public resources and our public spaces, um, but was not able to get vaccinated, mostly because the vaccine appointments are, you have to have a phone or a computer to, to get those appointments. So we worked with the Department of Public Health to offer vaccines um, at the Mana Community Kitchen, which is uh, a wonderful meal uh, run out of St. John's Church in Northampton, um, and you did not need an appointment. So that's been overwhelmingly successful. Uh, we are doing our next uh, vaccine day at the Mana Meal this coming Tuesday, and we already have 35 people signed up just to come and do that. And then afterwards, we actually took it a step further. Um, last month, we took it a step further and partnered with one of the housing authority, one of the housing organizations um, in Northampton. And they brought all of their patients or clients 
who are in what they call single room occupancies, which are very large buildings with just one room and then a shared, you know, living kitchen and a bathroom. They brought them all to one of their complexes and we were able to vaccinate all of those people. Um, And so total last month, we vaccinated 80, almost 80 people, uh, slightly over 80 people in just one day, which otherwise, who otherwise would not be vaccinated, which was great. Okay, that's great. So this is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West magazine. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, you may not have heard me, we are uh, beginning a, a series of, of podcasts on honorees as part of Business West 40 Under 40 program this year. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Jessica Bossi. Uh, she is primary care doctor for the homeless, for the health services for the homeless program. She was the, the top scorer among our 40 Under 40 this year. We're talking about the services she provides. So uh, must be incredibly rewarding work. Uh, do you have any uh, really inspiring stories to share about uh the work that you've done and, and, and how you've helped people who, like you said, just might fall through the cracks otherwise. Oh, I have so many inspiring stories. <laughs> you would have to have like an entire section on that. Um, but yeah, I think two of my really uh, wonderful outcomes have been with um, two street people who suffer from very severe forms of schizophrenia and were previously seen by really the entire community, you know, eating out of the trash and um, causing a lot of disruption. And we were able not only to house those people, but um, to get them on medications that they're really compliant with. And we provide home visits for them twice a, a month and ensure that they're doing well. And those two individuals are not only just still alive, they're thriving. And it's been a wonderful experience to be able to help these people uh, find a way to navigate themselves and be a part of our community. Now, this is a program that's beneficial for the homeless, obviously, but it's also beneficial for individual communities and and our region as a whole. Um, Talk about the ways that, or talk about why it's important to keep this population healthy or as healthy as we can keep it. Uh, And then talk about why it's important for us to treat these people where they are, as opposed to at the emergency room, which is by far and away the most expensive form of care we can provide to anyone. Yes, you hit the nail right on the head. So these patients, I mean, they're not only just houseless, but really they have a whatever disease process has led to their homelessness um, is what drives their inability to not navigate themselves through the healthcare system. So you, you know, to be able to participate in the US healthcare system as a patient, you need to have the insight that you have a disease, right? And that it's there's something causing a problem. And then you have to have the judgment to say, this could be harmful to me. So I need to seek care for this. I need help. And then once you've come to that conclusion, you have to have a way to get to care and remember to keep an appointment and to call and make an appointment and transportation and all of these other factors that if you think about it, you know, you even people that you've known in your own life can't always navigate all of these obstacles. So 
unfortunately, what has happened in the past is these folks just don't get care until they're in a crisis scenario. And then they have very advanced forms of diseases that require, you know, constant hospitalizations or very frequent hospitalizations. Sometimes these folks are in the emergency room, not even just once a week, but I mean, three or four times a week, um, causing all of us to bear the burden of that. When you meet them where they are and address these before that happens, though I have patients who have gone from living in the hospital or in the emergency room to being not necessarily 100% healthy as you and I would consider it, but hospitalization free, ER visit free, um, and otherwise being able to care for themselves and as healthy as they can be. So that's why it's important and how successful you know, we can be and what we're doing. Is there any way to quantify or, or qualify numbers-wise uh, the relative good that this program has done in re- reducing ER visits and hospital stays and yeah, drive down the cost of care for, for the rest of society? I can give you sort of anecdotal data. The problem is when you're looking at a lack of data, which is these, you know, the, what's always striking is, is the when the patients are there. You know, I had a patient, for example, who is, you know, not only still alive, he is housed um, and he utilized the emergency department 212 times in one year. There are 365 days in the year. All right. So um, since we have intervened, done our work with this gentleman, it took us about two years to really get um, to where we wanted to be. But he is housed. I spoke to him today. We had a wonderful telephone visit. We talk at least once a month to make sure he's on track and he has not had a single emergency room visit in a year. I mean, it was incredible. The hospital staff who used to really like care for him even more than his primary care doctor thought he had passed away. <laughs> they were so, you know, they, they stopped seeing him. And then one of the providers saw him at a store and was like over the moon that he was doing so well. <laughs> so you know, those are the kind of success stories that we have. And you can imagine how much those 212 emergency visits would, would cost if they continued. So well, that's a great story. Uh, continued good luck to you in, in all this. It really is inspiring work. What do you like most about it? I like how um, there's no every day must be different. That must be a great exactly. Part. There, w- one thing I didn't love about medicine when I, you know, finally made it here <laughs> as like you know this long road was that there's a lot of algorithms. It's like if this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. I really liked using my head and my brain. Um, and so in my day to day work. I'm always having to come up with creative solutions for a problem that I didn't even know existed (laughs) before. So um, I love that about it. And it keeps me sharp and using my head. Well, keep up the the very good work, if you will. Congratulations again on being one of our 40 under 40 winners. But no, congratulations more for all of the great work that you do in the community. This is an often overlooked population, one that, that a lot of people would just prefer not to think about. Uh, and we're glad that you're not in that category and that you're, you're taking care of these individuals and helping everyone in the process. So, again. Well, thank you for the recognition. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, and thank you to all of you for being with us. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week and the next several weeks with more of our 40 Under 40 winners. Uh, it should be a, a great set of shows. We hope you'll be with us. Uh, Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Business Talk. 